ladies and gentlemen, to yet another episode of the Three Wise Guys Podcast. It's your boy, Aria. I'm here with the Lockbow. I'm here with Luke. And we have a very, very, very special guest today. Coming in from Mississauga. Coming in actually from upstairs in my mother's bedroom. Carissa Razionale. Welcome, welcome. Oh, hello. What an intro. And you get this too. That's enough clapping. <laughs> that was long. Yeah, no, it's like yeah, thirty-six like seconds. 30 I can't seconds. play it for the, play for the whole thing. <laughs> hello. Great hello. to have you. Oh, thank you. Great to be here in Aria's mom's bedroom. (laughs) 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 The perfect guest spot, truly. For those who need context, I've actually just kidnapped her and she's just up there. She can't leave. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. But I'm surrounded by baby photos of Aria, so it makes everything okay. Does it feel like... Baby Arya is like the optimal version of Arya. Well, actually. (laughs) Let me me, actually take that back because I feel like he'd probably be more annoying as a baby than he is now. But like, okay, pictures of baby Arya are the optimal version. I just want everyone to know he was straight up like oogling at my baby photos. He was so cute. He was so cute. Keep this energy when you have a kid. Kill the vibe. Kill the vibe. Do you guys know why babies are cute? cute. Why? It's like, it's actually actually so we don't murder them. What? (laughs) (laughs) Explain? Like in in nature, all like animals have affection, are affectionate towards their kids. Or all animals that are affectionate towards their kids take care of their kids after birth. So like, like, if an animal uh, does not find its kid cute, like for example, sharks, like or they like, pretty much just ditch their kids as soon as they're born, and a lot of times they eat their kids. Wow. Being dead ass, but like for example, like pack animals, they always find their kids cute because they have to be responsible for them, and that like element of attraction prevents them from like doing harm to them essentially. So we find our kids super cute because like that shit is a eighteen year investment. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might need to get that part of myself checked, but like, yeah, that's a story for another day. All right, all right, my joke. Oh, look at me. Oh, you know the if you get that checked. Oh, oh, we're still doing the joke. No, no, okay. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get to the joke eventually. The joke but finish whatever. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, if you get that checked, then like they're like, "Yo, like, D, you actually don't have this thing. You actually have like a scientific reason." For not wanting to have kids, like you're like yo, like, chemically different. Like no, there we go. Like, I'm gonna kill a kid. I can't. Right, right now, my scientific right now, my reason scientific is, is like that's my contribution to its climate change. So we, I've been on this call with D for probably a total of like five minutes, and I've already learned so much about him. He's very passionate about this topic. Yeah, you know, but just all right, really honestly. So you don't want to get to the joke. Oh, right. Should we get to the joke? What do you do when your cat's dead? What? what? You play with your neighbor's pussy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 that's what you do. Mix of reactions in this room. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've heard better jokes. 
right, all right. All right. I got one more. Then I got one more. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. It's also in the same vein. What do you call, you call a cheap, a cheap circumcision? circumcision? Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nervous. <laughs> a rip-off. A rip-off. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There Where go. do you get these? Uh, online. Uh, online. <laughs> <laughs> Secret sources. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, online. No, it's like, online. Like, like, it's a like, different like, website every website week. Every like, week. Like, like, you know, like, now yeah. I actually now I prep actually for the podcast. Before it was kind of like, before it was like the call started and like I was on my phone and everyone could see And they'd be like, D, are you looking for the joke? I'm like, yeah, But like now, like, you know, like one hour before the podcast, I look for the joke. So, Chris, when you first said, would you get those? I was I thought you meant like, where do you get ripoff? And I was like, hopefully, uh, like nowhere. Honestly, asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. Very curious. Jeez. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that's good. How's your week? How's your How's my week been? Oh, you know, my week has been pretty good, but it's also been. I've I've had some anxious days. I can't lie. More than I have in a hot minute. So. Yeah, it's been pretty indicative to me that um, I've needed to attend to my wellness a little bit more or in certain areas. And it's helped me see like, oh, I fell off here. So I know that I'm feeling kind of like out of balance as a result and whatnot. So, mm. yeah. How about you guys? Um, yeah, no, my yeah, week, no, I, my think week I think was, this was this past week past was, week was, uh, was uh, it the short week or was it a full week? I don't remember. Oh, this oh, was a short week. No, it was, yeah, it was a short week. Yeah, short week. Okay. yeah. We both had an extra day off. Yeah, we had Monday oh, off. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so like yeah, it was so, cool. Like, it, was it was fun. Cool. And then uh, on Friday, uh, Arya and I were supposed Arya to have a date, to have but in but true Arya fashion, fashion, he invited everyone that he worked with. This <laughs> is true Arya fashion. Only one of them. It was a great Yeah, that was not due to you, okay? If Arya had his way, he would have had fucking everyone at his Place of work beyond the work date with us, us. But, like, but like, thank God that didn't happen. Ended up, ended up being pretty, pretty, pretty cool. cool. And then, uh, and then uh, we ended up trying Blondie's, up trying Blondie's, Blondie's pizza. Blondie's and like, pizza. I remember talking, like, I remember talking a lot of big smack to that uh, to Luke about that. Aria, what would you like to say about Blondie's? Luke, listen, Blondie's is incredible. Blondie's yeah. is so good. Yeah. I, I, that I that was my first time having Blondie's, and we had their like special Blondie like sauce pizza, whatever it was. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know if all of their all signature, signature pizzas, pizzas come with the Blondie sauce, but no. it was it was just it was good. And it's just basically like a white cream like Alfredo sauce, but they just do it like really differently, very well. It was nice. Do they have special toppings? Uh, uh, I'm mushrooms on, on our pizza. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, like I, gonna say, I like, wouldn't say the toppings are special. Like they just kind of like the toppings are different though. They're not the usual. Like there's obviously like the like pepperoni, like beef and sausage pizza. But like other than that, like it's it's pretty wide ranging. Like I actually love their zucchini pizza. Like they have one with like zucchinis on that, and like you know with other stuff and like like chicken. Like you know what I mean? Like you just have like odd things, and like it just works. But like yeah, that's that's something to put the rest of you guys on. All right, Chris. Luke, yeah, I'm gonna get you some blondie. So, thank you. The sauce stood out. Garlic sauce. Garlic sauce. Yeah, yeah. They got some like black garlic. Yeah. Blaze is another really good pizza spot. If you've never had that, similar 
similar vibes. It's like, it's nice. It's gourmet. Arya's nodding his head. Have you had it? I've had Blaze Pizza. Blaze Pizza. If, you, yeah, if you're in the city, you've definitely had Blaze Pizza at least once in your life. Okay. Yeah, yeah I got to check out, please. It's yeah, okay, so. like right next to Eaton Center, right? Um, next to the square? Or is that uh, score? That might be score. I'm going to be so honest. I go to the one in Oakville. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go to the one downtown, but... Yeah, be on no. like the non-pizza wave, bro. <laughs> get some like tomato sauce get some mozzarella you're good bro you got a pizza okay. in like 15 minutes you are right though right. there is one near um, near Eaton Center okay okay yeah please yeah, 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 yeah. you're, 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 you're not tripping yeah, you're not tripping. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, anyways, so we did anyways, that, we did and then that, we went to go see a movie. We went to go see the Fantastic Beast movie, and that was not that a movie. Not it was a roller coaster ride. Like, I don't think we knew this, but like, shout out Arya and his scene points. Like, he got us in for free, and like, we we ended up like, I guess not for free, but with his points. But like, we ended up like getting a 4DX movie, and like, like the chairs move, and like it splashes, and like, and like, and like, this is a fantasy movie, so there was like. Flying and all this shit. And like, I just remember like looking to the left, and Arya is just like smiling. Like, the whole time. Like, like, fully gritting. And like, Derek, his coworker that came with us, like, Derek was, like, he was on his phone, and then like, his chairs were just, and he's like, yo, what the fuck is going on? So, yeah, no, that was that was really fun. That was really fun. And then, so, yeah, that was Friday. And then Saturday, we also did some other shit, but like, we'll leave that alone. I don't want to talk about white boys. And then like Yeah, I'm skipping that. I know on Saturday I had some friends over and Sunday was uh uh you know reset and you know rest and Monday we're back to work. So it was great week all about moving on. Moving on. I love it. Luke, how was your week actually? We've already Well I wasn't hit on by white guys, so I'll probably not See, this is the story that people want, bro. I know you left us in suspense. Yeah, yeah. I was like, should I have said that or should I have left it alone? You should have like, said more. Yeah, no, like yeah, we went no, to like, like petty cash, like, like after like our whole like, blondies and movie experience. <laughs> like, That'll do it. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, like the dudes went to go get us drinks, and like I was left alone on the table, and these two dudes just okay. Arya has a new camera, and like I was guarding it on the table, and these dudes just come to me and they're like, "Yo, do you want to take a picture of us?" And I'm like, "No." Wait, is that like don't wink at me. Was that them hitting on you, D? Well, like, well, it continued, like, man. Continue, like, they invited like, me to the table. table. Like, you know, like, it was, yeah, it, it continued. It went on. Like, I'm just like, but that was, that was the entrance, I'll say. Like, you know, trying to get me to take a picture of them. And then, like, I was like, ah, I took a very shitty picture. And then it was kind of like, oh, we kept the conversation going. And then Arya came and was looking. There was a real ulterior motive to this, right? So without saying, like, institutional names, D works in sales and these guys just so happen to work for the company that he's trying to close. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that also, I also, I yeah, I ended up finding that. And then like, Arya came in and was like looking hella confused and looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? Just ruined all of that. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I don't really care. Like, it's not even, it's not like my purview. No one will know what happened. And yeah, I kind of let that go. It was just like, why are these like, and then after all that happened, another white dude came. 
Okay. And it was like he thought Ari's like, coworker is like a dude he knows that plays basketball. And like we're just like, all right. This one was like, you know, we can address this. How it's supposed to be addressed. This is a racially charged comment. Yeah, it was. I'm not moved on yet. Like, so how did you know explicitly that these guys were hitting on you? Were they just more detail? I don't know why we're not to read between the lines. What you want? You want a you want a girl to just like tell you the fucker? You gotta work for it. No, I'm just I'm just asking because like I've I've been hit on by gay guys and they are very very upfront like. In my experience, it's not like a "Hey man, I like your shirt" or blah blah blah. It's like a compliment, and then the next thing's like, "So, like yeah, like literally, like literally, they're bold, man. They are bold." Oh my god, no, no, these were not gay guys. These were like straight white males. Like I was just like, "Why are you talking to me like randomly in a club, like in a bar? Like why? Like I'm not, you know, not necessarily your target demographic." You know what? This is this is the reason why men have poor mental health. This guy's out here trying to make a friend. Trying to be friendly, you know. It's just just trying to have a like a like a conversation with a stranger. Get a photo taken, you know. Trying to connect opportunities, take handed shots, and then you're out here assuming that he has ulterior motives. I'm piggybacking on Luke on this one. Fair enough. Yeah, my mental health needs work. That's why crazy. She's here. To work on me. I'm here to help D only and specifically. <laughs> There's, there's, oh, there's one reason and one reason only those guys were talking to you, and it was because they wanted the booth. Yeah, that was pretty much it. There yeah, was, was like other booths in the entire place available, and yeah, yeah. yeah. we're gonna get drinks. We come back, and there's like a swarm of guys like, just waiting. Because I just saw them standing up in the corner later afterwards. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's really what happened. But yeah, it just seemed more interesting to say they were trying to hit on me. No, it was sounded like more of a fun story. It was. All right, yeah, we're done with Dino. Come on, guys. How was how was your week? We haven't even made it to the end of the rounds yet. <laughs> I mean, like this is like this is like trying to give like a speech after the Chris Rock slap. It's like, <laughs> what else is there? You know what I mean? Better week than the last one. You should have went last, bro. Oh shit! Real shit! Real shit! Oh, well, I, had, I had a typical like you know week, and then I had a philosophical debate with not debate but conversation with many people in regards to like like is it ethical as a person who's turning twenty four to potentially be going on a date with someone who's nineteen and like that was the peak of my like that is an interesting topic. I don't even. What did you land on? How do you? How do you? Let's just open it up. What's your Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. 24 to 19. Ooh, you know, I want to say, okay, 19, first of all, I feel like it's not like 17. You know, 19 hits a bit different. So it's okay. it's a bit subjective in the sense of like, 
perhaps it's not always black or white. Like, no, that's wrong. That's unethical because who knows how mature the person is? Who knows how immature the 24 year old is? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, sorry, Luke, if it's about you, I'm not trying to say yeah, that. Yeah, like, if it's about Luke, you like, at all. You can count on it being pretty immature. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I meant. But, but then my other thing would kind of be, and I've had this conversation with people too. That's a big age gap just in terms of the life that you live from 19 to 24. Mm-hmm. Like those are pretty like formative years. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of experience. You're in uni or college and then you graduate or some people don't, but you catch my drift. And then by 24, you're like in the workforce. I feel like comparing myself now to my 19 year old self is like, insane. So in that regard, I think sometimes it's like, okay, on what levels would you actually connect? And I think it gets maybe sticky in the ethical sense where it's like, are you only in it because you're attracted to a younger girl as opposed to actually connecting on any other kind of level? Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Very much so. So Luke, what is it for you? Yeah, and how do you guys feel? Like, I want context. No, no, I was just like, I was just like, I'm talking to my friend, and I'm like, you know, you know, like I, I recently got back onto dating apps. I'm like, you know, like I'm talking to this one girl. She's she's young. She's 19, and I'm like, shit. Like, you know, like we're like the conversation's going pretty good, and then it gets to the point where I'm like, I don't really want to be talking to someone on a dating app randomly if we're not going to meet up. And that's like usually my wave on dating apps. Like, I'm like if we're not going to meet up, I'm not going to really try to continue the conversation like that. So I was like, okay, hey, like, let's hang out. And then after I sent that text, I'm thinking, I was like, holy shit, like my, my sister's coming back from university and she's she's 19. And I'm like, wow. Oh, that gives you a different perspective. Yeah, wow, that's like intense. And I'm like, you know, what am I really trying to do with this? And I'm like, you know, I don't really want to be like going on dates um, just to hook up now. Nowadays, so I'm like, okay, if I want to take it further than that, I'm like, is it going to be a good fit? And I obviously asked these guys, they gave me their answers, but I also asked some of my other friends who will have different perspectives and I got their responses. And I think ultimately I'm just like, you know, like if I'm at a club and then like randomly I end up like hooking up with someone, it's different. Like if I'm like, okay, I end up finding out this person's 19, but then it's like for me to commit to something knowing that I don't want to like just have something that's very surface level and then that being the only thing I'm okay with, like I'm not going to do that anymore. You know what I mean? I guess that was my like take away from that. But I feel like me having a sister at that age is like a big benchmark. Like if I didn't have that, it probably wouldn't be like a thing that was like, I'm thinking about, right? Like I'm like, whoa. But yeah, I yeah, don't have a moral yeah. yeah. in line with yours at all. I can I can <laughs> relate to Luke. <laughs> like, like my sister is like, like like one year. Well, well she's like maybe like maybe like twenty months, like a little less than two years younger than me. So like you know, it was like always always like all my friends like back home like would be dating all of her friends and like you get what I mean. Like it's just like literally like like I just be like you fucking idiots. Like what are you doing? Like that was like a huge no no for me. Like you know what I mean. And like now I will say. Say, I like, say, like, like I'm talking to a girl now that's like 20 that's like, and I'm, I'm like 22 and like my sister's like, 20, 20 turning 21 so she's 20 so she's right 20 now so her and my sister are the same age and like you know what me and my sister live in completely different cities like my sister has a job she's almost done uni so like in my head it's like I feel like she's like an adult now so it's like okay like it's kind of okay for me and like again like I think this is kind of like the advice that I gave to Luke I'm like you haven't even like like 
are you having conversations with her like go out and meet her like if she's acting like a 19 year old then it's like yo don't do that like you know what i mean like yeah like you can tell but like if she's cool if she's mature like Kurosawa was saying depends on the maturity of the 20 year old and immaturity of the 24 year old like if she's mature and like like cool like i mean i see like no issues with that like i can understand the gray area but like i'm just like you know explore it first like like if it's a hard no it's a hard no like once you get there but like if not like who knows who knows I don't know. Like, I don't want to die on the hill of this topic, but like, I feel like we are the idea of a mature <laughs> 19 year old. And I, I get it. Like girls are much more mature than guys. So I think that's, that is a separate thing, but like it kind of is a fallacy, you know, like even mm. me calling myself mature as a 23 year old, it's like, like really? Like you and what fucking wisdom, my God. <laughs> like, you know but it's, I mean? it's in a subjective sense, yeah. right? Like mature yeah. compared to where you used to be. And like, mm-hmm. that can even be said for wisdom itself. That's a whole other philosophical conversation, right? Is like, there's, there's different levels and that's just a subjective opinion. But going off of what Dee said, I know we don't want to keep going on about it, but perhaps unless you feel strongly and you've come to that decision yourself, cause only you can really know that, yeah. but it doesn't hurt to go on one date and yeah. like yeah. feel it out. But at the same time, it sounds like you've come to your conclusion. Yeah. So then don't Just force it go. or go against what you've already come to. You know what I mean? Cause then it's not worth it. Totally agree with totally that. Agree. Aria. Aria. I didn't chime in, I didn't chime in too I much, but Luke, go for it, man. Fucking Aria. I'm an old child. I don't have these frames of reference. No, same. Look at you guys. Now that that ship has gone and sailed, but yo, okay. So I wanted to. Um, one of the things I wanted to, you know. I have two things I want to talk about today in terms of like the, the, the whole like mental health thing. You know, I feel like our podcast, whether or not like we make it about it, a lot of times we just talk about mental health adjacent things because I feel like it's like the, the what's it called? It's like the, the root of being able to do things successfully and functionally. You know what I mean? Like if you don't have a good mental health, like you can't do things. It's like not having mm-hmm. physical health and like walking and shit like that. But mm-hmm. um, one of the things I was thinking about was I'll start off with like the topic that might not go as well. So I was thinking about this, right? Like as someone who kind of grew up playing sports, like there's kind of um, a way for you to prevent injury. And part of that is like, okay, you might like stretch and blah, blah, blah. But one of the main ways you prevent injury is you train and you condition your body parts so that they're more used to this type of, am I frozen? Okay. Like Aria and Carissa are frozen for me. (laughs) Beautiful. We're back. Okay, guys. We back. We're back. We're back. Okay, never mind. Fuck that topic. My other topic. Is really- <laughs> Wait, so we already. I wasn't even here for it. I'm telling you, this is a sign from the universe. We're not. Okay, gonna- okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so I was thinking about this thing recently, and it's like, I guess, like, the, I'll just ask the question: What role do you think, like, culture has in terms of like mental health, or does it play a role at all in terms of like? you know, between different like cultures and things like that. Cause I think that's something that the three of us always talk about all the time, like how our backgrounds kind of affect our approach to life and mental health and all this other stuff. Mm. Um, Great question. Great question. (laughs) Plays a role in everything. I I knew Ari was going to say that. I think culture is very integral and very forefront with absolutely every decision you make. 
every person you meet, <clears throat> every relationship you foster, it's it's all going to be like culture because culture is really like where you grew up. It's your norms. It's your practices. It's what you're comfortable with. It's what you relate to other people about. And all of this goes into like the factors behind the decisions that you make. So if you ask me like, you know, how big of a role does culture play? I'm always going to tell you like number one, like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. That's me. Yeah. Sorry, go deep. Yeah, no, I was, I was going to be like, yeah, no, I think, I think Arya is like right there. Like if, if like I could go like a little bit of a different route, I just think like more than culture, like, you know, your, your family, your background, cause you know, culture is like super wide. So it's just, you know, I think the type of home you grow up in kind of like shapes your mental makeup and the way like, you know, like observing your parents and seeing how they respond to trauma is kind of like where you're going to pick up your responses to trauma. And, and again, bringing this wider to culture, they probably are, you know, mirroring society in some sense too. Right. So yeah, I just think, I think families like, you know, like huge role like and then we could talk about like you know africans or at least my background (laughs) yeah man like you're just supposed to be the goal is to be stoic (laughs) and just like not Mm -hmm. react and and like you know just kind of be secretive and be quiet about everything that's wrong and like you know keep that to yourself and only project what's good and only project being a man like i I have we have this running theme running joke here of me saying man shit (laughs) like (laughs) you gotta do man shit (laughs) yeah and like yeah <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll fucking take ownership, okay? And like Luke, I'm still cheesed at you for cutting a tree and not inviting me, okay? Because that's, that's prime man, man shit. shit. That's man fucking shit. man shit. See, Chris already gets it. There you go. Man right. shit. Yeah. But I I see <laughs> No, I, I see what, <laughs> No, I completely see what you're saying. And I agree with both of you. Yeah. Culture plays a huge role and D with what you were saying with our parents the way that we grow up like our formative years I think it's from zero to seven years old you know like when we're zero you know what I mean um where we pick up everything like subconsciously around us so our nervous system is always making sense of the things around us and how our parents grew up and that's why people talk about generational trauma being a thing and how you have to be very aware and very mindful of the patterns and behaviors that run so deep for you to be the person that changes that essentially because Mm. you know some cultures for example, you know, some parts of the world are still friggin' in war or a lot of parents and grandparents were in that stage where all they really had to worry about was survival for themselves and their children. And like, we are all very privileged sitting here that we get to focus on self-actualization as opposed to having to worry so much about our literal survival. So it makes sense where a lot of their tendencies came from, but now that doesn't serve us anymore, right? It it definitely doesn't serve us to live in a way where it's like, hide all of your emotions, only good things, like stuff it all down. That causes so many root problems and then you're never expressing and whatnot. But it's just because in a lot of cultures that wasn't safe for however many generations. So mm-hmm. huge conversation, really. Yeah, like yeah. spot on. I, I remember like my, I was recently learning about my parents transition into Canada and like back when my parents like wanted to come here, you know, just before or like them growing up, they grew up through like the revolution and then like an eight year war afterwards. So it's like 
they really, yeah, you're like, Chris is right. They just didn't have time to like focus on mental health. Well, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. Like, if you really look at it, there's a lot of like Middle Eastern cultures too, where it's just like similar to D, it's just like mental health is just like, isn't it a thing? You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah, not, it's, like, it's not a thing. And it's yeah. like, sure, yeah, you're like, war could be like one side of it. You have so much more important shit to focus on, but at a certain point, it just becomes like a complete like disregard. Which Fair. Yeah, I guess I guess that like works for them and and the way that goes, but um, yeah, like yeah. I also want to like remove culture just from like the societal thing too, right? Like culture, like cultures exist within like a household, within like a street, within a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. As well. I think, like you know, even if you like come from a Mississauga man's. If you come from like a, a, a culture, uh, like a ethnic culture that mm. is not known for like suppressing, um, I guess, like mental well-being, if that's the household you grew up in and that's like the community you grew up in, it's still going to hit you just as hard. Okay, before we like dive into that, like the nuance of culture, because I was coming at it more from like, you know, the wider like nationality, like if we're, if we can apply it to that, right? Nationality, because like, I guess like I was thinking like, you know, mental health is something that's very near and dear to me just because I feel like I struggle with it, you know, just like my own mental health. Um, you know, it's always something that, um, you know, like, and I'm sure you guys relate to this because I go through a lot of, you know, just mood variances. And I feel like ultimately, like, mental health is, um, the, the, the main reason why it's challenged, in my opinion, is, like, there's a dissonance. And whether that's, like, between how you think things should be versus how they are or how other people are telling you things should be versus how you think or there's some sort of dissonance between what's happening up here and what's happening out there. Right. And I think the the hardest form of that is that when, when you're thinking about I should be this way, but then you're not that way, but it can also be like, I think this is right, but my family, people who are near and dear to my heart do not think that, or like, I think this, but my close friends and like the people around me don't think that. So like, I'm going to approach it from my standpoint, right? Like in China, there's like, very like uh like pretty obvious like cultural stereotypes like so for example like on one end for me it's like guys are supposed to be the man of the house they're supposed to be like a very strong and as d says like a stoic figure so like this idea of like men talking about things like you know words and things like that affecting them that's not necessarily reflected positively and you you're, you're not encouraged to share those type of thoughts because it's like yo like that's weird but you know, going on to the other side, it's like, oh, for girls, right? Like, you know, like girls are supposed to behave a certain manner. They're not supposed to dress in a certain way, et cetera. But I guess like the thing that I wanted to specifically talk to you guys about that I don't think you guys mentioned, which I thought was interesting was like, you know, Chinese people in China, they won't necessarily talk about mental health. And it'd be easy for us to be like, oh, yo, it's because mental health isn't a thing. But I think it's because they're uniform in China and everyone thinks that way and everyone behaves that way and they're comfortable. But you come to Canada and like, they're like, yo, girls, you're not supposed to wear short shorts. But then it's like my sister's growing up and all girls wear short shorts in this society in Canada. Like this is a normal part of our culture. Guys wear tank tops. That's a normal part. But you know, my parents like growing up in China, they're like uncomfortable with that. So they're like, why are you wearing a tank top? Why are you, why are you wearing those shorts? Are you really going to go outside like that? Like, I feel like it's that problem specifically that creates these things, right? Where it's like almost like the ignorance is bliss thing. Like if I was in China, 
in some ways I wouldn't even think about these things. And thus I wouldn't like even be upset about them. Like my sister wouldn't feel insecure because she wouldn't even wear stuff like that because no one wears stuff like that sort of thing. So I don't know. Like, what do you guys think about that? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pop in here. Cause I lived in Nigeria for 16 years and I moved here like seven years ago. You are so spot on with that. Like, like, like I, feel I feel like, like back, back home, <laughs> like I didn't realize everyone was crazy. You <laughs> know <laughs> 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 what I mean? Like, no, like real shit though. Like, like, like laws are like for fun. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's not really a thing. Like everyone just kind of like screaming and shouting is like how you get things done. Like anytime my mom comes, I'm just always like, why are you shouting? And she, and like, she has to be like, am I shouting? And I'm like, like, what are you, I, like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay. And like, I feel like she has to like reset a little bit. And even for me too, it's like, it's like when I moved here, it was like, oh, there's so many things that aren't normal that like I thought was like the way to get things do, like, you know, to go. And like, it definitely like, uh, I, I was in boarding school for like one year which I think was great to like help me like self adjust, like, you know, in a controlled environment, like if you get what I mean, and like not everyone gets to experience that, but I think that was very important. But I will say, I think that cultural dissonance, like that Luke mentioned, like where like in Nigeria, like I would have continued to operate like in a certain manner and in a certain way, and it would have been fine. And now I'm a pussy. Like, like, that's like, I'm like, I'm fully like willing to say that, like, at least like in back home terms, right? Like, like I can't go back and live like for like an extended period of time, like anymore, like if, or like, if I have to do that, I have to be willing to change my mental makeup. Cause it's like this attitude towards life, like me focusing on self-actualization, like, like I think that was great. Like that's a very West, like first world, like, you know, thing, which is awesome. Right. Like that, that won't float back there. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, dude, what are you fucking saying? Like, what are you doing? Like get back in the trenches and get back with those kind of things. So I think like, that's something that I've heavily experienced. Um, Definitely drugs helped, specifically shrooms. Like, you know, like just like, it was, it was like, it like, I won't lie, like, like it, it started, it started like pretty slow, but like that helped, like, you know, just kind of help me like push that, push that process through and help me like, you know, just get rid of that. Don't advise anyone to do drugs. This is just a new thing, right? <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, no, nah, that was like, that was like a real thing for me. So no, nah, I definitely empathize with that, Luke. Wow. Those are really interesting perspectives. And D, I feel like even that last part there, it makes a lot of sense because your shroom experiences perhaps were like you actually taking that time with your authentic self and being like, yeah. who am I? Like, what do I want? And like, I guess removing all the things that different cultures have taught you. And we're so influenced by whatever we consume and grow up around and whatnot. And it takes a lot to yeah. really look at ourselves and be like, okay, but what feels true and authentic to me? What does living in alignment to me specifically look like? And it takes a lot of courage, quite frankly. Yeah. So it's yeah, no. that's interesting in terms of, your specific cultures, because obviously I was born here. Even my parents were born here. My grandparents were not, they came here when they were pregnant kind of thing. But so even for myself, I can't relate to that, but it makes so, so, so much sense. How about you, Aria? Yeah. Like I feel like, like growing up, I was torn between, you know, what the culture here was and what the culture like back home was. It was, a uh, it was a weird divide almost, right? Because it was like I got to enjoy a lot of the freedoms that came with like being here. 
but there were times when I was just conflicted or the other attitudes that kind of like came up throughout the house were like conflicting of what I get to like appreciate here. And, you know, I learned that more when I went back to visit, you know, like I feel like, you know, when you're here is also like just a really big fucking bubble. Like everything here is just a massive fucking bubble. Like I get to, you know, do as I please, enjoy what I want. And I don't really have to like think about the rest of the world. I mean, like, obviously, you know, you, you do think about it if, if you want to and you want to be mindful. But um, I don't I don't really have to. I think mo- most of the, the jar and like differences between like, I guess, a dissonance in cultures was fuck like more i can give you an example that might help me explain it a little Mm -hmm. bit better like i'm not really good at this abstract thing right now but like Like, for for example example, you know one thing that was like an older way of thinking was um like i guess most of the culture preferred um like fairer skin you know like that was that was one thing Mm. a bit of an outdated way of thinking right but when i was a kid like I, as hard as this might be to believe, from I like in my entire family, I'm the darkest. Okay, um, I generally get darker in in the summer, and then yeah, you know, I like throughout the year, I'm I'm darker than like my dad, my mom, my grandma, most of my uncles and like cousins and things like that. Not that it fucking matters, right? They didn't but know that. Apparently, there's some of like older heads who does, because like in the summertime, I get like super dark. And there was this one time, my grandmother, she was like, I know a remedy to, like, make you lighter. And I was like, okay. And it was henna and yogurt. <laughs> henna? And, yeah, henna and yogurt. Mix them all together. And she's like, go bathe in this. <laughs> wow. She told me to go bathe in it. So I actually, there was, like, two summers in a row where they made me do that. And I was, like, really jarring to me, right? Because I was like... What the, like <laughs> I didn't even I just did it because you know I was like yeah. an idiot you know I, mean? I was like You're kidding, okay, cool. yeah. you know but it was like yeah it was it, that was like an introduction to me like in this whole like cultural like dissonance thing you know between like, what's here and what's not because you know as much as I like to pride myself and you know try and open myself to to you know many different perspectives I grew up in a bubble you know most people yeah. who grew up here grew up in a bubble um, it takes a lot of effort. To, to recognize that and even more effort to kind of dip your feet outside that bubble. So. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And, and I like that you touched on like old ways of thinking versus like, you know, like the 2022 way of thinking. So like everyone beware. Okay. I say this with all the love in the world. Okay. It just comes out of my mouth. Oh no. <laughs> you know, it comes out of my mouth. Like the way it comes out. Are ready to close this podcast? No, I, but like Carissa, okay. Like help here. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Appeal to the better values in this entire yeah, You know, like just understand I'm coming from a great place. But I feel, I feel like, 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 how do you call people fat in 2022? Like, how do you, like, how do you, like, consider you don't. mental health? You don't, yeah. You, don't. Oh, you just okay. don't, do you? <laughs> what? No, like, no. I refuse to agree. Let's, let's critic. Huh? Be more specific. You brought this up earlier. What's yeah, no, let's 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 critically like uh, like. Can I call you medically obese? Like you know, like. like <laughs> oh my like, god, <laughs> Well, okay. This is coming from a In, loving perspective. I okay, hear you. What's the context? Scenario. Let me paint a scenario. Okay. okay. You're my friend, and I love you. Okay. Did our and, like, internet you know, just go you're down? A certain weight. 
like you know like for most of most of the time and and like in fact you know what i'm actually just gonna go for it and like and the pandemic happens okay like no the pandemic is not an excuse okay for you to sit at home and get fucking fat and then we get back you know from the pandemic like things open up and i'm just like whoa this is new. <laughs> like, you like, you know, like there's, there's a lot going on here. And it's like, you know, the whole, I feel like the whole mental health revolution happened like during the pandemic or at least intensified during the pandemic. And like, I'm just like, man, like, like there's nothing wrong with, you know, what you got going on, but like, don't like, you know, just be like, Oh, like, yeah, man, this is, you know, something new. And like, you know, complain about, like, I feel like complain about like, how you feel and like what's going on and like i can't say you're fat it's like oh i just have to be like oh no like you're fine man you know it was the pandemic like no it wasn't like you're just fat during the pandemic i got fitter than i was ever in my life like i can't even lie like that was like i joined like a fitness club like like online i was doing home workouts i was like probably like some of the like the best like eight months in my life of being fit like you know so like 2022 like how how do you relate this to people that you love because diabetes is real hypertension is real like you know these are like real diseases like how okay. do you encourage I, people to I like you know maintain a healthy lifestyle like in 2022 right. and like from what i understand fat. here from what i understand here this is like entirely in the context of you know this person yes like you i'm not just going around calling them random closure. people fat yeah, because like that's a, that's a red flag. You know, it's like don't call red people Yes, Carissa. Sorry, no. Continue, continue. <laughs> no, no, no. I, like I really like that's just what I wanted to add. To you. Oh, yeah. no, this is because this is someone I know. With someone, I feel like if you have a really close relationship with someone, you know, there's like a tone in your voice. There's like a way you approach conversations that you know tells them you know whether you're trying to be like loving or not. I don't know. Like, like calling someone fat is a really, really, really like rocky road. Oh, like, like, can you, like I've never it done used it, to be really so cool like, like five I years ago. Like, like it was not <laughs> this rocky road. It's like this, this is cultural it's dissonance so right here. Road, <laughs> if, if anything, the road got rockier. <laughs> Stick with me here. Look all at right, me. Right. Look at okay. me straight in the webcam face. Okay. <laughs> all right, I got you. Eyes I, I hear what you're asking. And I challenge you to look at it from a slightly more compassionate lens because I, you specifically said, you know, in the pandemic, I got fitter than ever. That's not a fucking yeah. excuse, but so stick with me. All right. I'm with so you. that was your experience. Easy. So for someone else, perhaps they were struggling mentally. Perhaps they fell down a habit loophole that like, I agree, isn't good, but that also happens, right? And maybe they're feeling like shit about it. But like, it's really hard once you fall down a certain path to like kind of climb your way out and it takes a lot and you need support and love and you need to feel like shame is going to do the opposite of what you kind of think it will do. What you actually need is to like know and have some like hope, I guess, and motivation <laughs> that you can, you know, change your habits. So what about me as a friend? What do I do? You like, as I just, I just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm going to listen. What do I do? What yeah. I was also hearing there is that you are concerned about their health. Yes, right? I am. And I, I completely get that. Like I am friggin' all 
about health and nutrition and wellness and how that affects your physical, mental, all of it plays together in your just whole general well-being to live as your most fulfilled and like purposeful self. That being said, if you, if it's genuinely like truly coming from a place of care, you will not want that person to feel shitty. Right. So for you, perhaps you are the kind of person where if someone were to call you fat or someone were to say something, you kind of have thicker skin about it. You don't take it as seriously, but for other people based on all of their lived experiences, it could be a more sensitive topic or they could just be a more sensitive person. Like I would definitely not take well to one of my friends being like, girly, you got fat. Like what? the hell? First of all, you don't even need to say that. What about medically, medically obese? Like, like that's something like, you know, like according to your BMI, you're obese. Cause like, you know, like that's like scientific. Is that cool? I honestly, I think, I think if anything, it's more of a conversation, never about weight ever, because if you're actually concerned about the well being, the weight doesn't fucking matter. It should be, you know, eating habit wise. Like I've noticed that you've been trending towards this and I care a lot about your health and you know, like, I don't even know that it's ever your place to say that though, because people need to come to that on their own. But in terms of like support, just caring about their health and being like, let's eat healthier. I'm trying to eat healthier. You know, I learned this thing. Maybe it would be helpful for you. Like that, that's what care is to me anyways okay, okay. One, one more question, question one more question because i so, so so the answer to my question is there is no mental health way of t- in 2022 of telling someone you're fat like you just you're trying to call you someone let it go. And you're just like what's the acceptable way to do this like, <laughs> yeah, well. but it's just like for the sake of what like for the sake of what are you saying Wait, like I, no for their well-being but we had that established but like my next my follow-up question is okay so now this person is on the journey like i didn't call you fat like i was a friend i was a great supportive friend i just i pat like you know i was just like nah you're okay you're doing well you know all that shit and now you're finally working out and eating good can i say something now or do i just let it go I would say, yeah, because that's them making the conscious decision to change their habits. Right. And acknowledging so that can, and being like, so I'm I can make jokes now. Like, I, I'd be like, oh, so you, you, you know, I think, <laughs> I want to hear, hear what Luke has to say. Yeah. Jump in. Take on this. Okay. I agree that, um, there's, first of all, I think there's a different approach depending on the person because, um, if a friend who is a girl who asks you, like, am I fat? The answer should never be yes. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I hope we're all in agreement on that. Do girls ask that? Well, okay, I guess anyone can ask anything. No. Sometimes, sometimes. To be honest, no, you're right. That's not really a question. That's not really a situation. But I feel like between guys, like, we have a different situ- like relationship innately. So, like... Um, I think like it's incredibly appropriate if this is someone who's close in your friend group who asks you this and they actually are like medically overweight, like you should tell them like, absolutely. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm just coming from this perspective with a lot of sympathy because, um, again, I, I was a fat person and I fully agree with this. Like, and I'm not talking about when I was in high school, when I was like over 200 pounds, cause I played like sports at a very high level at that time. And I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was fat then, but I didn't think I was fat. <laughs> but, 
when I went to university, I, I, I love mean, you, Luke, but you were essentially sorry. I said I love you, but you were. Come on, oh, <laughs> in high school. Yeah, man. Yeah, probably. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but yeah, like, just admit you know it, what admit I mean? It. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, if for you I'm to joking. be that size, like, I was on, I was an awesome, bro. Like, what do you mean? Like, oh my god, I swear we've had this conversation twenty thousand times, and you always okay. come back anyway, to this awesome. We're, we're, we're going, we're going past this. We're going <laughs> past joking, this. I'm joking. My, my point is yeah. like, my point is like, you know, um, I remember when I was overweight, like. There's this uh, thing that I remember I read once and it really resonated with me because it was this idea that if you tell someone that you're going to lose weight, you actually receive 50% of the psychological payoff without doing anything. Because as human beings, half of the reasons why we're motivated to do things is because we want societal acceptance. And if you tell someone, as someone who's overweight, that you want to lose weight and they give you that verbal affirmation like, hey, like... I think that's amazing. I think you should do it. You actually get a pretty amazing psychological payoff. And in many ways, that's why a lot of people don't become successful because they already received a lot of the benefit, the social benefit of losing weight without losing any weight because they just talked about it. They talked about the fact that they had a plan. They talked about the fact that they watched some videos about fasting or blah, 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 blah. But ultimately, and and D knows this and I told him this, but it's like, the benefit of losing weight is that you yourself lost weight and you went through that journey and you've gained confidence and you feel yourself just be having more energy and all this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that in some senses in society, we have made it so acceptable in some senses to just desire change instead of actually committing change. And as a result, a lot of people aren't going through with it. And I, and I'm, I, I, know, I don't like that. You know what I mean? Like if I had my friend who came up to me and like one of my friends who I used to play rugby with in high school, he's going through a weight loss journey himself right now. He's actually lost like 70 pounds. He's a, he's an even bigger guy than me when I was in high school. And I'm really proud of him for this journey, but I didn't approach it with the stance of like, dude, you look great right now. Like, keep this up. Like, just just do you, right? The way I approached it was, hey, man, like, I'm, I'm happy you said this to me. Like, it takes bravery. And, like, I think you're right. I think you need to go on this journey. Like, if you want me to come with you to the gym, I'm more than happy to do so. Like, keep me in the loop. I want to check in on you. I want to see what's happening with this. And, like, that's what I do. You know what I mean? But I'm never going to tell him, like, yo, like, you're good. You're good as this. Because... To be honest, as his friend, he's not like he's not like this is not a weight that he should be at for the rest of his life. Right. So while I agree with the intent, Carissa, like in like it's important to, you know, play to the side that's actually going to allow them to be comfortable and invoke change. Because sometimes if you're like, yo, you're fat, like they just shut off. Right. And like, they're yeah, for sure. It's to be sensitive to that. But like sometimes it's like, you know, it's like white lies can can prevent change that's not good i think luke what you said there is actually really beautiful though and i think it's funny because within that nowhere did you say yeah man you're fat you said that's really brave i support you i'll come with you if you need you didn't say yeah you're looking great so i don't i at no point said it's about you know making someone feel like yeah you know you've been on a really good health journey 
when they've been eating McDonald's every day and haven't been taking care of their health at all and are like smoking a pack all the time. You know what I mean? Like that's, this is actually a good example because I always tell Arya this. I'm like, bro, like, I care about your health. You need to take care of yourself. And I'll always be like, you shouldn't be smoking. And, you know, I'm honest about these things, but not in a way that's like, oh, yeah, feel shameful about it. It's just like, you know, and we'll have good conversations. So I think you're actually very right with that, Luke. And, D, going back to what you said, that's why, for the sake of what would you ever need to be like, yo, you're fat. You never would. It's about a deeper thing of well-being. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess so. No, this, this helps, helps, this helps. That's true, like, because I think was, like, what Marissa's trying to say is like you saying like, yo, you're fat. It's not like they're going to be like, whoa, I'm fat. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't work with Arya all this time. Like I, like, I, like I make comments and he's just like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I feel like he's like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every person who is not fit first of all people who are fit want to be more fit like mm. it's not like ever a point where someone's like yo i'm done like no one's ever on that wave and That's it's true. like people who are unhealthy are not ignorant to the fact that they're unhealthy if more than anything they're way hyper more aware of it than even you you know what i mean they're living that life like you're thinking about it for like that and i'm just talking about myself because like i used to be super insecure like you're thinking about this person's image for like five seconds to make a comment. They're thinking about it 24 hours a day, every single day, bro. Like it's their wake when they wake up and they go into the bathroom. It's like, that's what they see, bro. Like you don't see that. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think the root intent of like, yo, don't say that. Cause it's like, it's one of those things to them where it's like, it's so obvious. It's almost insulting that you're saying it to them. It's like, they're like, yo, like, you think I want to be this guy? Like that's that's what they're thinking. In I'll draw, some I'll sense. draw a parallel, D. Like you ever you ever like had like an idea of like things you wanted to do in a day, and your mother comes in and she's like, "I need you to do that," and you mm. do X, Y, and Z. You don't want to do it no more. You know yeah, what I mean? That There's is like, true. You get that is true. For like some shit that you're gonna do anyways, or things yeah. that you're thinking of. You know, and yeah. it's just like, yeah, yeah, like what people need. Sorry to cut you off for two seconds, just really quick. What people need is support as opposed to shame. And there's, there's scientific evidence that shame shuts down. I forget exactly what centers of our brain, but when you sit in shame, it actually does the exact opposite. So for people that think shame is a really good way of being like, oh, I'll just shame myself and that'll keep me disciplined. Most times it does the opposite because you're not even functioning from the same brain capacity. So like self-compassion is super important. So therefore compassion for the people around you and like supporting them that way is also important. Continue with what you were going to say. Yeah, no, I was going to say some more bullshit, but like this helps. <laughs> <laughs> that was an almost spin take. I wish I got a full one. I his mom would have been upset, but like I it would have been great content. <laughs> one more important thing to add there also is everyone's bodies and body compositions are just different very too, different. right? So yeah. there are a lot of people who take very good care of their health and naturally have larger body compositions or just a lot larger of a fat percentage. And that's just based on 
certain biology that I'm, I'm not an expert in by any means, so I can't really speak to it, but probably an important thing to consider as well, right? So it's not always, most of the time it has to do with health, but that's not always the case. Okay, no, that makes sense. And I guess like, I guess a kind of final question from me to you, Chris. So what would you say is, uh, and like you can speak from your own personal experience, what's like your mental health routine and, or what do you, what would you say your mental health routine should encompass? Ooh, I think a mental health routine. Sorry, Aria, did you say something? I was just saying, great question. Great oh, question. yeah, yeah. Um, I think personally, a mental health routine is just a personal wellness routine because um, your mental health is going to be affected again by your physical health, by the things that you do to take care of yourself, how you allow yourself to feel your emotions, how you relate to your own thoughts. Like it's such a large all encompassing process. Um, I guess what I would say though, is it's very much about living in balance and tuning in with yourself intuitively to get a sense of what you feel you need. So I mean, for me, I've done a shitload of therapy, though, to get to know myself and to get to those points. And I understand that that in itself is a privilege. But for people who are struggling to a deeper point where connecting with yourself is challenging, therapy is a great, great place to start. There's a lot of like accessible online things that people can access. Um, but in terms of routine, like for myself... It looks like hitting the gym five times a week. It looks like taking care of my nutrition, making sure that I'm eating my three meals a day, having some nutritious snacks. Um, and also I live by personally the 80-20 rule when it comes to nutrition, or I try to. I'm going to be honest, I've been super off track the past couple of weeks. But whenever I am, I end up feeling a difference literally in my mental health. Um, oh, 80% like good nutritious foods, 20% whatever the things that are essentially, let's go. Exactly. 20% or is that fluid that you can just like go anywhere? Pardon me? Does alcohol count in the 20% or is that fluid? That can just like kind of be. Oh, that's a good question. I guess Depends that's on the amount. <laughs> if it's only one night, it better be fucking. <laughs> I guess I guess it's fluid, but that counts again in balance, right? <laughs> like you, everyone knows what their own personal balance is because, like, there's so much fulfillment in going out with your friends and getting drunk sometimes that actually contributes to your mental health versus when it gets to a point where it's out of balance and it's really unhealthy for you and you're overdoing it. Like only you can know that. You know, I'm looking at one of us right now. <laughs> you know, there's like a, there's like a bunch of fingers you can point. Do you? But we all know ourselves. I, I want to stack on top of this point even further. Please. Besides Aria, I do have one other friend that I'm very, very close with that doesn't abide by this, which is like physical health and mental health is ultimately 100% ingrained in each other. And mm -hmm. like, I feel like just the idea of having some sort of physicality in your routine is so important for so many reasons like your brain just rewards you when you do things mm -hmm. and when you do things that are difficult and when they're good for you and it's like when you complete an exercise it's such a tangible and unabstract thing that your brain can understand it's like 
what did you set out to do? I set out to run X kilometers. I set out to do X amount of push-ups. I set aside to do like a gym routine and then you're done it. You know what I mean? And then now your brain's like, fuck yeah, I'm awesome. I did this thing. Like it's better for me. I'm going to live longer now. I'm going to live a more energetic life. And then it's just like, there's not, there's never a time where you like go to the gym, you leave, that you do a proper workout, you leave and you're like, wow, I hate myself. Like that's never a a person has had after exiting a gym after a good workout never like you know what i mean so i really really feel like at least for myself if like i'm ever in a rut i'm like what can i do with my body right now yeah i'm gonna do some dumbass body weight squats <laughs> gonna do some like like yeah. you know just like, push-ups on my bedroom floor and then like immediately i actually feel some dopamine like into my brain yeah no that's some huge man shit <laughs> this is inclusive let's go <laughs> and it could be any kind of movement like like luke said the dopamine hit then the endorphins that you get and also like just again not an expert in it but i've read so many books on this and like the the scientists Oh my freaking god! I fucking glitched. The scientific (laughs) (laughs) um, benefits of just moving your body for, I guess, even twenty minutes a day, whether it's walking, swimming, going to the gym, like doing yoga. (laughs) In Aria's case, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. But so I love that. I love that you mentioned that. Um, All right. I also, Carissa, I really like the fact that you mentioned the, like when we were talking about like the drinking, right? You know, this whole like 80, 20, um, habit fluid. I think that applies to like a lot of things. And like, that's actually a really good visualization or explanation descriptor of, you know, like things are good in moderation. Yeah. One thing that like terrifies folks or like, at least even me, you know, like, because I've been starting to like take care of myself a little bit more recently, you know, because I needed to. Proud of um, you. <laughs> but, you know, one thing that, you know, is, is always like jarring and, you know, kind of like stares down at you is the fact that like there's a lot of things you like to do that might not be good, you know, that you don't want to give up, you know, and it's like you don't have to, you know, give it up entirely. You just need to control it. You know, you mm-hmm. interject it into your life and in, in, in pace and, and, you know, make sure that it's, it's done in a, in a way that's like moderate and, you know, in a way that you can kind of respect, you know, almost, but, absolutely. Um, you know, with that being said, I, um, I do think we are at time because we had about like 19 minutes on the other role and, uh, we're about 40 minutes here. So, wait, sorry, before you go into community highlights, yeah. sorry, just to like close off what you were saying, one of my favorite things that my wrestling coach used to tell me is you're not healthy if everything you're focused on is health. And mm. like, like balance and like, you know, just indulging or whatever else mm-hmm. you want to call it, like just treating yourself for happiness is so important because it's like, whether you just eat like the perfect diet and work out every single day, or if you are literally like, you know, just a drug addict, we're both going to die. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's the experiences that we have in life that make it worthwhile. So 100%. And to that, sorry, I'll add one more thing. Literally I'll make it quick though, just because this is such a huge topic. I could keep talking about it for like 40 minutes. But (laughs) one thing that my therapist once said is the 
well, we made it five, but the four like main M's of just general well-being and like mental well-being is movement, meaningful connection. So we can't deny how important that is, right? Our interconnectedness. Deep and meaningful um, connection. <laughs> Yay, that's, 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 our, that's our theme of the year, actually. <laughs> are we co-opting this now? Okay, after laughing, after laughing at me for like three weeks. <laughs> Oh my god! On that too, by the way. No, it's okay. It's okay. You can keep going. Um, Oh my god! What did I say? Movement, meaningful connection, Connection. mindfulness, um, having that awareness of what's going on with you, being able to be the observer as opposed to like so heavily connecting with everything, and then oh shit, what was the other one? Oh, mastery. So mastery, you know, having your hobbies, having the things you're passionate in terms of work, like that sense of purpose. And then another one that we added was music just because, you know, creativity wise. So all of those together are huge factors in our general well-being because us actually enjoying and having fulfillment is going to contribute to our physical health as well. It's like all very interconnected. Love that. Love that. Okay. Amazing. Uh, I think that was a really, really good place to to end it off at and segue into our community highlights. Uh, So, uh, ladies and gents, uh, do you have anything to read this week? Yes. Yes, I do. Let's go. Wow. Oh, my God. (laughs) I hate you guys. He contributes a decent bit to this category. Yeah. He does. He does. He's the top contributor. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, guys. Now I feel better. But uh, like this is an article that uh, I shared with the guys. Uh, it's, it's well, yeah, it's a very long article, a couple pages, but it's called Why the Past 10 Years of American Life Have Been Uniquely Stupid. Yeah, and, and it's like in the byline, it's not just a phase. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, like hide, 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 hide. I, guess. Like, I don't want to. I just murdered, I just murdered his, his name, but he'll be fine. It's 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 a great it's a article, article, and like like, like it's, it's just, just a, a funny, funny title, title to like get, get people wrapped in and warped in. But it really just talks about like how like. We're talking, We're talking about, about I, I, at least in this, this uh, podcast, you mentioned about the whole mental health shift in the past, like, you know, kind of like five, I'd say five, six years. It kind of details mm-hmm. that, details the effect of social media, kind of details the effect of like climate change and everything. And like kind of just our responses and our reactions to it and how that's, you know, kind of shaping like the lives that we're leading and how that affects our generation specifically, millennials and below. And like that's kind of where the stupid part comes in, and why it's not just a phase, just because it will affect us for like, like it's it's in our mental psyche. It's going to be part of our mental makeup, like going forth, and it will affect our kids. So yeah, that's really what the article is about. It's pretty great. Um, yeah, it's from it's uh, on the Atlantic, and the link will be shared. So yeah, that's kind of what I have to read. Awesome, beautiful. Um, I also have uh, an article for your reading pleasure. Uh, I don't know, Ari. It looks like you were looking up that article when Dee was talking. No, I, was actually, I was checking my uh, subscription um, uh, settings for The Economist. <laughs> uh, no, I wanted to recommend uh, there's like an Elon Musk article on uh, on The Economist just talking about like taking Twitter uh, private and like. 
I'm like, like really invested, invested in this. He succeeded. Uh, he succeeded. Twitter is Twitter is his now. Twitter. Well, what? yeah, like, yeah. Like, it was literally it, right it, before this call. Yep. Or was it a formal like acceptance? Like, like it's informal. Like yeah, they're like, yo, yeah, we'll yeah, accept it. it. Documents haven't been signed, but like yeah. it's basically yeah. a done deal. Damn. So I'm, very, I'm very interested in in how this rolls out. I've been like refraining from using Twitter, but like I feel like if it's Elon's, it's uh, it's beautiful, bro. Because yeah, beautiful. literally, if Elon Musk wants to make like Twitter successful. All he has to do is absolutely nothing. And he has to do less than what the Twitter execs are currently doing. Exactly. Like actually one thing that he said was um, like, or like one thing that was, I guess, like analyzed too, is like Twitter's not an attractive business at all. But one thing that uh, Elon Musk said, he's like, I don't care about the economics of it. He said specifically, uh, and this is like a quote from him, I don't care about the economics at all. This is just my strong intuitive sense that having a public platform that is maximally trusted and broadly inclusive is extremely important to the future of civilization. So this dude is building inroads on Earth and on Mars. So shout out him. <laughs> Let's go. Real Damn. Happy about it. it was a good article. It was a good article. Go, ahead, go take a read at it. Anyone else got anything to read? All right. Uh, what do you have to watch? <laughs> I have two recommendations. Um, I watched an anime recently. It's called The Ranking of Kings. And it was a anime that I thought I was really, really, really going to not like because of the art style. But honestly, like, this is probably one of the best animes I've seen in a very, very long time. It just really, like, I feel like on, like, the note of what we were talking about today, it just really talks about, like, this idea of loving your authentic self and maximizing that. Um, and it was just so good. Like I actually started it like last Thursday and it was so bingeable. Like I just finished all of it in like two days. Um, so I love that anime, not, uh, super long, um, but really, really good. Um, and then the other recommendation I have is a movie on Netflix. I have, I feel like I've watched this before, but I just, just threw it on on Sunday while I was cooking. It's called the gentleman. Um, and yeah, I liked it. It was like about like these like European guys who are like, like growing weed and like it was just like a pretty like it's kind of like uh it's like i don't know how to describe it it's like um if you guys have seen baby driver how they kind of like stylize a lot of the storytelling it's like a stylized action film likes baby driver where like there's a lot of incorporation in terms of like screenplay and music but like it's just like kind of a good action film at the end of the day mm. Go check that out. No. No. I want to recommend something that I've been watching with my dad at uh, (laughs) at dinner recently. Is it it Danish? No, no, no. Is it cake? (laughs) I've heard great great stuff about that. It's basically like a baking competition where I think it's pretty stupid, but it's quite, uh, it's it's good to watch when you're doing nothing else. (laughs) But uh, it was was enjoyable. It's like entertaining to a certain extent. It's just basically like a competition of bakers and they try and make things that resemble, like like make cake that resembles real life like things. And they just cool. have like random celebrity judges come in, and it's it's funny. You could, they can win some money. Um, okay. okay, what do you what have, have to, to uh, what do you have to listen to? Uh, I could go first. Yeah. Uh, the new you push, push it, see dropped, and okay. it was hot. Okay, I really loved it. Uh, my, my standouts, standouts, dreaming of the past, 
Kanye produced and featuring, and then uh, Just So You Remember, and that was uh, produced by Pharrell Williams. So good. Yeah, yeah, like, like those, those those two standouts. Just so you remember, is so crazy to me. Uh, honorable mentions. Uh, I'd say rock and roll and call my bluff. Not not diet coke or neck and wrist. Like okay, like those were like singles. Okay, I really like those. But like those were like okay, like I already knew those and like those. But like so diet coke and neck and wrist go hard. But yeah, like I just like I was like. Some, so most, most sometimes, sometimes I recommend, I recommend the, the singles if I don't find any album cuts, cuts but like this album was so good like a lot of the album cuts were like you know up there so like I really like that and then this is also uh, I discovered someone today well slash yesterday and her name is Little Sims and I've just been so impressed by like the music and like you know the artistry and like the lyrics and just the composition like like she really blew my mind I don't know why She's a female rapper, and I don't know. I was expecting Pop That Pussy. Like, no disrespect to Pop That Pussy rappers. Like, no disrespect to them. But, like, she really just blew my mind. Like, you know, speaking about, like, the London gang culture and the stabbings, I think. Like, she she raps about her getting stabbed. I don't know if that's true. But, like, like I'm saying, like, she's deep. And, like, like, yeah, no, it was just awesome. So, the album I was listening to was uh, Sometimes I Might Be Introvert. And like I'm loving it so far, and she's an album artist, so like it's like you, you listen from like start to finish, like track one through the end, and like it's just it's just great. Some standout tracks to me are Little Q Part One, Part Two, and she kind of like copied like the whole Kanye thing where he did like you know uh, what's that All of the Lights Parts One, Part Two, where the Part One is the interlude and Part Two is when you go in on the song, kind of like similar mm-hmm. thing with Father I Stretch My Hands too, and like she kills it, like you know what I mean, and then. Um, she has a point and kill where she samples some like old like classic Nigerian music as well in in the song and like you know it was pretty dope but yeah um, sometimes I might be introvert by Little Sims definitely give that a check out so those are like the two albums I'm going for. Chris, anything to listen to? I did not think or prepare anything, so th- <laughs> I have been listening to things, no doubt, but I nothing that I can really think of to share, unfortunately. No worries. Um, I am actually really excited for this week. My my release radar is quite full. Um, but the few that I've gone to so far, um, there's a song that Stevie Wonder um, did with Nas. Um, it's called Be Like Water. Um, it's actually, like, I think, a PJ Morton production. Uh, it's actually like really good. It's exactly how you expect it to sound in the best way possible. <laughs> also, shout out to the Lockbow for finding the release on this like Nas and uh, Wu Tang Clan concert <laughs> that we managed to get tickets to. Shout the yeah. fuck out! Like, that's hey man, yeah, no, it's awesome. I'm just glad like we're all able to get tickets. Can't wait for that experience yeah. with the boys. Uh, moving forward, um, there's also um, a track by, and I don't know this artist. Is I think their name is Dolly, but I know IDK. Like I don't know. Uh, I like IDK. Um, Parfum. That's the name of the song. It's, really, it's a good song. And then Blast also dropped a song too called "Every Good Girl." I always like anything that Blast drops. Um, so that's been good so far. Uh, I know Logic dropped a track too. I haven't listened to it yet, but I will. And if it's good, I will next year. Bro, don't... <laughs> what? Logic. Why you gotta be so negative? What is he the, dropped like up? a two-pack, actually. I saw it <laughs> trending. 
<laughs> I'm not getting into this. But anyway. <laughs> Neither am I. Luke, Luke, Luke Cage is so First beautiful. of all, you don't even know the song. The song is Tetris. You fucking yeah. like. No, no, I know, it, I know <laughs> it's Tetris. Like, I know it's Tetris. I just didn't say anything because I haven't listened to it yet. Okay. okay. <laughs> Oops. Is it good? Have you listened to it? It's okay. Okay. Um, perfect. Does anyone have anything? Wait, I didn't even say my my oh, listen to. Wow, dude! Like, yeah, just don't piss me off like that. Then. Yeah, I was gonna say you pissed them off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I just know. Like, I, I I love Logic, but I I I like his older stuff. I just don't think he's made a good album. Like, shout out to the wife and kid. Six years, <laughs> seven years, maybe. Like, yeah. Flexicution was the peak, but anyway. Uh, so my 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 uh, shout out is um i want to shout out the push the t album too i liked uh i want to give a shout out to brambleton specifically because i really like that track i don't know why i think it was the first track on the album but i it just really went back to it all the time and then my other album is west side buggy has finally released Dude. after like two three years if you guys know me you will know that i am a diehard Westside boogie fan because i thought he was a boogie with a hoodie at a party <laughs> while very intoxicated and i bought tickets to see him because i was like wow these are really cheap tickets for a boogie with a hoodie and it wasn't with a boogie with a hoodie i had to listen to all his music to justify going to his concert and i accidentally just loved it so he hasn't released anything in like the past like three like or so years and like if like it's just been like a really big like thing for his fans and then like randomly the past week on tuesday or wednesday he just posted on his instagram he's like if you're in la pull up to the listening party listen to the song i really thought i wasn't gonna like it but it was really good but it's called i so i want to give a shout out to that awesome awesome beautiful beautiful um, I think the the last thing I would say is, does anyone have anything to eat? And I want to recommend Blondies right away. So. Yeah, I was gonna go Blondies. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to recommend Blondies. Uh, I have a I have a unique shout out. Okay. I realize we've never given one of these a shout out, like an artist, like a like a visual artist. Okay. And mm. I think the reason is because you know, like, not and this isn't a, like an actual visual artist. It, it is the same vein, but I want to give a shout out to a tattoo artist because. Um, you know, the three wise guys, we all have some ink and I personally think that it's a very beautiful art medium. There's something to be said about like, you know, the skill it takes to put something on someone that's supposed to be permanent. There's very little room for error and there's a lot of passion. I feel like it's a, it's an art medium where two people kind of have to work in tandem, right? There's an mm -hmm. artist and then there's a canvas and the canvas is a living person. So I think there's a certain level of beauty to it. So I want to give a shout out to um, Davin Tattoos. Um, she's someone who's currently based in Toronto, although she might leave Canada at any moment because she's kind of a traveling artist. And I personally think that she does really, really incredible art. Um, I'm hoping like, you know, before she leaves, I get inspired and I think of something else that I want to get by her. Um, but um, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to her. Beautiful. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Carissa, anything to, to eat or do? To eat? Blaze. Blaze pizza. <laughs> Blaze and blondies. <laughs> if you're going to get pizza, go there. There you go. All right. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening to episode 56 of the Three Wise Guys podcast. It's been your boy, Aria. I'm here with the Lockbow. I'm here with Luke. 
And we've been here with our very special guest, Carissa Rajinali. The fourth wise guy. The fourth wise guy. And she actually has more claim to it. You know, the Italian up in this. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, one love. One love. Mwah.